Oh, yeah, that's great. What, what could have turned her off? I mean, what would have been the killer? I mean, you might not even have known it. She might have looked and said, oh, I love the way that guy commands the room. And then she walks up and talks to you and you were like, hey, <laughs> how are you? Can I talk to you? Can I catch Sorry, I need to go to the bathroom. I have an erection. You have a making cleavage. I don't know, dude. I don't know how to feel about the whole story. Here's here's the thing. How should I feel, Doctor Luke? Is this Doctor Luke? <laughs> no. Do I have to ask the girl sounds like a spoiled little fucking know-it-all brat. <laughs> She's a cheat. Yeah. She did this to get advanced. She did this to get a higher position. She might identify with Afrocentricity culture. Sure. Just like Andrew's a samurai. Yeah. <laughs> with a ponytail. Yeah. Doesn't make him it Japanese. Does not make him Japanese. You're going to get a disease, everybody, with Luke and Nick and Havana. Thanks for coming over, man. No problem, guy. What are you working on now? You're going to a show? I got to go to the tech rehearsal for the Rocky Horror Show. That opens when? That opens Friday. Get the promotions out of the way. Opens Friday at the Bicentennial Park in Joliet. Runs Friday, Saturday. No show on Sunday for Father's Day. And then okay. uh, Smart. three shows the following weekend. How you do I? See, you've met my... Do they do do, do do does anybody do a bad Tim Curry impersonation? Or the guy, just... No, no, the guy the guy playing Frankenfurter is really, really good. He's just really he makes it good. himself. Like yeah, I mean, there's you know, you, there's you know, there's only so much you can do with the part. But it's an iconic performance. Sure. I think I think it's like legendary at this point because he did it theater first, and then he made it the movie caricature. Right. And it's, it's just... you know, there's only so much you can do with the part. Um, and he's not doing a Curry imitation. I'm sure there's some things that are yeah. similar to Curry, but I mean, the guy is really talented. The guy uh, playing the part. So you're right, man. We got I think he's to... like a senior in high school too. Really? Yeah. He what? played. He played Shrek in Lockport Shrek. Big big theater guy. Does he have like the full ensemble when he dresses up and the fishnets and all that shit? Yeah. At least in 1997, when I graduated high school, say. They obviously wouldn't have done that show at St. Joe's or IHM, where I, where I attended school. Right. It's pretty, I mean, yeah, it's pretty racy. Parts, yeah. But it, it, at least in a public theater setting, a senior in high school, if I would have done that show, and I loved doing shows back then. I liked singing. I liked performing. I liked making the sets back then. Yeah. If I would have chose to go out for a part like that, my buddies would have fucking just destroyed me forever. Well. It's, you know, it's, 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 it's he's a theater. Neat. He's a theater guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tommy, I'm telling you, I ain't with them stockers, man. But Peter Pan is the man. <laughs> tell you, he's all that, man. Hey, Martin, you, you think Peter was gay, man? <laughs> you know, hanging up in that, in that tree with all them lost boys. <laughs> the man had a girl, Tinkerbell, man. Yeah, but Tinker was only this big. Yeah. <laughs> but most of that was butt, man. Pow. <laughs> It's also 20 years later, and he's... It's he's, 20 years later. It's and amazing. He's, and he's openly... I mean, he's gay. Yeah. So he gets, you know, there's... It's 
it's a lot easier for you know if I me being a theater person if I played that part my friends would bust my balls too they'd if I performed it well they'd be like you were good but then they'd rip me for wearing fishnets um but they would you be, know they this would is still a, be posting the pictures this today, is a guy like, who's comfortable with that that's part of his you know his persona and his his lifestyle and so be it it's it's his identity if you would say perhaps perhaps nice his segue you like that yeah <laughs> Holy fuck! What's her What's her name? Rachel? Is it Rachel? This or? is amazing. This story to me, and I've I've heard a lot of shit from both sides of the coin. I think there's it, only one side. There's of the only coin. one side of the coin. It's fucking there's, hilarious. Okay, there are some people out there that are actually defending her position. Yeah, because she self-identifies. Herself as being black. And I, I want to get her name out. Cause and, and all may, it's all you folks do your own research it's here. It's funny. Here's the funny thing is, what did I say on last week's show? I think you, you, I'm you, black. You said And I put it in the opening. Yeah. And that was before this story came out. I know. Out. And now they're saying, well, that she can be trans. Why can't she be transracial? <laughs> Which kills me. It just absolutely kills me. Um, who, and, Who's ever saying that is absolutely nuts. Those people are crazy. But here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, and this is where it falls in with so topical now. Yeah. Bruce Jenner decided that he wasn't felt like he that, was a woman. That's what I wanted to I get into. I feel yeah. like a woman. I feel you know? like a woman. All Inside, right. I've always felt that I was a woman. This it, person, I've always felt that I was black. She never said she's always felt. Here, here's the thing. Okay, what's her name? It is, I like the name. The website is Happy Place. <laughs> um, Rachel... Deliesel. Yeah. Okay. So there's this there's this great article. I will have some watermelon. Is that watermelon? Mm-hmm. You're going to get a disease sponsored by watermelon. This is probably the most racially uh, unsensitive thing I said today. <laughs> <laughs> um, That'll go in the opening. <laughs> <laughs> we are eating watermelon. It's delicious. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we're not racist. We have no. honeydew, too. Okay. This chick... Um, lied about the Spokane, Washington, lied about on her application to the NAACP. And some, and some like government stuff, yeah, some so tax she, stuff. She forged, well, not forged, she, she answered that she was part falsely black. that she was black. Yeah. You see pictures of her, she's got a very tan complexion. Yeah. I, I wouldn't even qualify her as black. She looks like somebody that spent a week in the Bahamas. And very, very curly hair. Yeah. To the point where it could be considered maybe, you know, the the traditional black braids that come out. So sure. people that I grew up with had that look all all day. Sure. Um so anyway. <sighs> you don't fucking start. Her parents. Yeah, outed her. Her parents <laughs> outed her. They okay. said, like, no, she's white. And they here's And they the, posted pictures. They posted pictures and produced the birth certificate. <laughs> And, and she's, she's like the the most like demure, like blonde hair, blue eyed, smiley little girl. It's so funny. And then, on top of all this, there's an interview with her, where the interviewee, she the interviewer, asks flat out, "Are you African American?" And she goes, "I don't understand the question." <laughs> and and she goes, "Well, this is your mom." This is your dad. And the reporter is holding up pictures of her parents. Mm-hmm. Are you African-American? Yeah. And she was like, I can't. And she walked away from the interview. <laughs> so, 
So we have a okay. So when you were talking about like the identification with Bruce Jenner, yeah. feels like a woman comes out as Caitlyn Jenner. All right, powerful transition for this person individually. It's a selfish. It's 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 about him. He he needs to do this for himself. Okay, yeah. this woman's a liar. Yeah. She's a cheat. She yeah. did this to get advanced. She did this to get a higher position. She might identify with Afrocentricity culture. Sure. Just like Andrew's a samurai. Yeah. <laughs> with a ponytail. Yeah. Doesn't make him it Japanese. Does not make him Japanese. He he likes the culture. She can like the culture all she wants. She's yeah. not fucking black. Yeah, I mean there's I mean, I got, you know, Guys that work for me that wear their pants sagging and they got their hats with the fat bill and that's black culture. That's a that's a pop culture absolutely black thing. It is the way they sell. They don't ever tell me they're black. Rodney because obviously I would fire them from the other. <laughs> Here you hear. Rodney said, "Nick, you're like the either the whitest black guy I know or the blackest white guy I know," and that's from us growing up because I was one of those guys that did turn up. The rap music really loud in my car, yeah. and just you know. Well, we used to have just, an. You know. We used to have. We do awards at the Christmas party every year, and we used to have the whitest black guy, because we had the black guy that worked for us. His nickname was the Black Guy and the Dark Knight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but he would listen. Uh, to, a trigger. He Sorry, would go to like country concerts and watch <laughs> hockey. So we called him like the whitest black. Guy. And then we had like my nephew and my other nephew who would you know. Dressed like they're black, so they would always compete for the blackest white guy. Self-identity, like, dude, to, to me, that those are the stereotypes that are funny. That's funny. Like, that's a hilarious. white guy going to see country music always makes me giggle. And somebody about like, that's insensitive. Fuck that. No, that shit's funny because usually it's like one dude just like rocking yeah. out to. And he don't. He don't. I mean, he you know he just does his thing. <laughs> he likes his and he he's funny. He says, I you know I'm the only black guy that watches hockey. I'm the only black guy that does. You know he just and he doesn't. The thing about him. Um, as a black guy is he's very aware of times when him being black has been a, a crutch, mm-hmm. you know, where he's treated differently or, you know, someone says something to him that's pretty nasty, something in that regard. Okay. But he never leans on it. Like he's never like, oh, I'm kept down because I'm because you know of I mean? the situation. I just he's he's accepts. Situ- I don't mean to he say says there's some people that are dicks, some people are not. Yeah, I'm just trying to do my thing. I like what I like. I don't like what I don't like, and that's it. So regarding this woman, Rachel, I believe. Uh, yes. Let's let's just go back to like this is just you and me ping ponging back and forth because I'm trying to figure out. Is there any other motivation besides self-advancement? Self well, she could – I mean – She's I'm trying to play, impress her friends. She's got black friends. She wants to be funny, black. Here's the funny thing about it, and maybe not funny. I mean the funny thing is the fact that – Oh, it's a that, fucking funny the story. Funny thing Anybody is, think this is not funny. The funny thing crazy. is that she introduced a black guy as her father. <laughs> she's just a bag of lies, dude. But here's the thing that – That she grew up in a teepee. Makes it <laughs> so odd and kind of sad is – Okay, so you you identify with the black culture, fine. But she's basically, before this, denounced her parents, which is probably... This is the parents that raised her. They adopted four black kids, okay? (laughs) You you would think that someone in her position... I'm working for the NAACP, and she's supposed to be promoting racial equality. Mm -hmm. Would point to her parents, hey, these are my parents... They adopted four black kids and gave them a good home. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'd say this is a great example of promoting equality and Absolutely. promoting, hey, acceptance, and we're all in this together, and let's bring it all in. But she basically did not like her parents because they were white. I don't understand the internal system of the NAACP. I don't know if there can be a white person that works with them. I well, don't, they say I, now there can be, but do you think she would have got that job if she would said, I'm white? If, if she, she went in there— You know, if she approached it the way you just said, I think there is a, quite the opportunity for somebody that's like, hey, you know what? You're promoting this equality lifestyle. Yeah, we would like somebody like you on our board of directors and stuff like that. Not a chance. Yeah, you know, I don't think so. Not a fucking chance. I don't. Again, I don't know the inner politics of an organization I, like. I that. told you the so, story when I auditioned to white open. Kid from the suburbs. I, I auditioned know. to open for Martin Lawrence. It's college. Oh, I'm going to insert so many Martin clips in this show. It's going to be. And awesome. this is back when people thought he was funny. Damn. <laughs> Yo, these your BADs? Martin, what are BADs? Big ass drawers. <laughs> I had never heard of him. Um, but he was a pro he was a pro comedian performing at a big venue at at U of I. Batshit insane too. Five five people auditioned. I was the only one who had ever done stand up comedy. I nailed the audition. It was right. a, it was it was auditioning for a black student union thing. I was the only white guy. They put a guy on stage. They they did not give me the job. They put a guy on stage who had never done comedy before. Was it their choice, uh, Martin's choice or something? No, like no, that? they that... picked the but, opener. But, okay, okay. The guy was supposed to open and do a half-hour material. Half-hour? Yeah. Of comedy. And that's very hard to do. Fucking insane to yeah. do. Yeah. Most guys and get 5 I minutes. And I barely you know. could do a half-hour. And I had been doing comedy for three and a half years. Shit, dude. Because um, you try jokes and they don't work, and you try to work your way through it. And um, oh, hang on, I got to take this. It's my go right ahead. It's his birthday. Hey, buddy. We don't do shoutouts on this show. What's happening? <laughs> are you calling? You- my end. What? My end. Oh, okay. My I just left you a birthday message from Lawrence. Paul. Ah, how y'all doing? My aunt. Yeah, you you listen to that. Pong got good things for you. My Lawrence, ah, he's so crazy. Yeah, I didn't have anything important. I just left you a birthday message. All right, have a good day. What's up? My Ah, you call, ask for Samantha. I'm not real sure. Lawrence, ah. Go, girl. All right, thanks, bud. Gives me an opportunity to sing the Martin theme song. Uh, yeah, it was my uh, my cousin Mike. It's his birthday, and oh, um, happy birthday, when Mike. I call him, I usually do a different character. And but the most consistent character is uh, I tell him I'll call in like his phone girl will answer, and I'll say, "This is uh, it's Pong, his seventeen year old live in uh, <laughs> Asian transsexual yeah. man, man uh, lady boy." And I and they'll be like, oh, okay, hang on, and they'll give them the message. You'll get on the phone. So I left him a birthday message from Pong this morning that I was going to do a prostate <laughs> exam for him. Happy birthday, Mike! <laughs> I don't know where we left off um, about you know, transgender being black. I don't know. It's, it's it all bundles together now. Oh, I was telling you a story about Martin Lawrence. Martin Lawrence. So yes. um, they had the. Uh, um, show and one of the you know and that's all the black kids went yeah. um and uh, a couple wrestlers went that had seen me do stand-up black guys and uh they went there and afterwards they i go how was the show he's like oh that was good you know they go the guy the guy that opened for him and i said well yeah i auditioned he, they're like you did 
Like, why didn't you get it? I said, because I'm white. I said, I, and he goes, he didn't know. He stood up there and just tried to, like, wing it and make a bunch. And he was up there. He goes, he was probably up there, like, 10 minutes, and everybody just talked. Like, yeah, over, they just overlooked over him. him. And he just walked off the stage. Ooh. Ooh. I've seen acts like that. Just, I, dude, that's got to be one of the roughest things ever. Standing uh, up there and not getting stand. laughs. I, you know, I, it's funny. We were, we were talking at the bar yesterday, and uh, Andrew... My younger brother, he said, how come you never try to do stand-up? Because I was literally sitting there just riffing off joke, 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 and I had a couple people laughing at the bar. And I was like, you know what? I've always been terrified to go on stage by myself. This is kind of a nice medium because we can joke back and forth and I can final cut it, you know, and make it sound better than it actually is. But, man, you know what? I might have to just uh, one day... Grow a sack and fucking do something like that. I hope you're right. Yeah, that would be fun. Stand-up comedy is one of the, and I've performed a lot. Stand-up comedy is probably the most difficult thing. I just love hearing people laugh. Dude. It's your oh, and it's a, it's it's such a rush. Well, it, but when you when when you're bombing with the exact same joke you told the night before, that got tons of laughs. <laughs> you're just wondering what just, happened. <laughs> it's the audience. It's the delivery. It's the timing. It's such. It's like golf. You know, you got to have that perfect swing. A little change in the swing. Mm-hmm. Changes everything, well, and uh, it's rough. It's tough. It's but it's it's rewarding too. We were doing the the uh, the Turbo Cups tournament. Me and Jonah were doing an announcement for it, mm-hmm. and basically, it turned up to me and Jonah just ripping on the audience. Basically, like a comedian that will just stand up and point out the flaws in somebody else. Yeah, and it got so many laughs, and that 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 was such a drug to me. I'm like, no, I really want to consider doing something like that because it was yeah. such a round of applause tough, and everything. Man. So we remember when we were going to do your roast. Speaking of which, we were going to roast you, and I had, I said, all right, everybody's got to write some material, and everyone was like, oh, geez, I can't write, and it's tough to write. And Jimmy was like, oh, I'll do it, I'll do it, and then he just, you know, went off and was Jimmy. Um, <laughs> I'm like, guys, I can't, I, I can't just roast Nick. No, because you would have been great, and then you know somebody would have made a comment about me, you know, having big glasses or something like that. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> it's tough. Man. I would, I would love to, I would love to do a roast with one of our friends. And you know, Jonah is the easy target. I'm Jonah. I'm Jonah. So I'm thinking maybe down the the the, the road here, we do a "You're Gonna Get a Disease" roast, a special episode where uh, we just. Uh, Free our minds on our good friend Jonah and see what we can pull off. Isn't so. that what we do every show? Yeah, but let's make it formal where he has to sit there <laughs> and, and listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> and I get final cut. So, uh, <laughs> all right. So here's what pissed me off about the bar yesterday. Ah, all right. What pissed Nick off is a special segment where Nick tells us what pissed him off. <laughs> um, it kind of ties into everything we're talking about now with this identity issue and everything. Okay. All right, and again, I claim to be left. Luke claims to be right. But there's certain extremes that I, I right. think that we both kind of never go toward. All right? I'm not some big socialism nut, and Luke's not like lock up all the gays. You know, they're destroying America. There's a guy that came in, and it was near the end of the night. And Barback Bill happened to be in from uh, Chicago, and he was having a drink with us at night. It was probably 1245. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy in question was already about eight beers deep, so obviously his faculties weren't 100%. He wasn't the crispest of arguers, but needless to say, he did get his point across. And Bill just mentioned, hey, how's the show going? 
And I was like, actually, it's going really well. We're getting a lot of people listening every week. It's it's sweet. We got literally thousands of listens yeah. on our show alone, which just brings the biggest smile to my face. Not per episode or anything like that, but over time, we've accumulated a lot of listeners, which sure. is really great. Thank you, everybody. Um, so the guy overhears the conversation. He's like, what kind of show? And I was like, well, it's a show about everything, actually. We talk about whatever the fuck we want to talk about. It's nice. You know, what's ever in the news, we talk about it. He's like, give me an example. And I was like, okay. Last week, we talked about uh, Bruce Jenner getting an SB and how even though I'm leaning left, you're leaning right. I'm like, we both came to the agreement. There's no fucking way somebody that's not involved in sports yeah. should be honored for a Courage Award because it has nothing to do with sports. You know, it's And he it's, wasn't courageous. <laughs> Yeah. It was a selfless or selfish. Yeah, it was a selfish act. Selfish act. It's about them. It's not about anybody else. So that's not courageous, you know. Um, then the conversation starts going to a dark place, mm-hmm. and he goes, "But can we just agree he's a fucking abomination?" And I was like, "Well, you know, that wasn't the point of the conversation." And he's like, "No, he's a fucking abomination. It's a fucking against nature." He's a he's a man. Will you agree with me that he's a man? I'm like, well, I agree that he's a man. He's like, he's a fucking sicko, and it's disgusting, and it's putting our kids' faces. And I was like, hey, hey, guy, relax. Just tone it down a little bit. And he's like, no, it's just like fucking gay marriage. And then I was like, oh, here we go. And mm-hmm. Bill, Bill being the ultra, you know, liberal. Bill is <laughs> ultra Marxist. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's about so Bill. You know, he's now he's now he's paying attention. He's like, oh, what's this guy going? Yeah. He goes, it's fucking disgusting. Yeah. He's like, we got ten thousand thousands of years of history, and just because it's put on television, he goes, you need to learn. You need to fucking use your own brain. You need to not listen to the television anymore. It's disgusting. It doesn't belong. And I was like, so what are you saying? <laughs> I'm like, so if the Supreme Court rules, you know, in favor of gay marriage, I mean, are you going to be all pissed off about it? You're going to revolt? I mean, he goes, it should be a state issue. I'm like, so if all 50 states say it's cool, you're cool with it then? Yeah. Well, no. I'm like, so what's your argument, champ? I mean, I said it doesn't affect your life. Bruce Jenner does not affect your life. And if you let it affect your life, you're a fucking chump. I'm sorry. It mm. might be in your face. It might be splashed around, but it goes away just as quickly as it shows up. Yeah. And I understand. I get because I, I hate that the media decides what's important for us yeah. and the media decides that this is the in thing and this is what we're going to, you know. But if you just kind of change the channel. Or exactly. Don't watch, I mean, I people bust my balls. Like, you got to quit watching Fox News. I don't think I've ever watched Fox News ever. I've watched more Fox News than you. Trust yeah, me. <laughs> I don't watch any news. I watch if like if I'm putting on the news, I'll put on CNN because I know what channel it is. I want to hear what the Clintons are up to? I, <laughs> like I, I'll put it on when there's like a big news story, like a, you know a hurricane. I'll put on CNN and kind of watch the coverage. Or if there's a you know when nine eleven, I put on CNN mm. and just because they had the round the clock news coverage all the time, and it, I you know I was like whatever CNN. Listen, the inner debater in me, masturbator. Um, <laughs> kind of, you know, I was like, how can I even talk to this dude? I mean, this is like you and me riff back and forth on a topic. Yeah. We might disagree. We might throw like, dude, that's fucking stupid. But at the end of the day, we're going to go have a beer. I don't think I could sit down with this dude after the fact and because, say, man, because dude, his, you are so extreme. It's solely driven by emotion and he can't back up his argument. I'll listen to any argument if someone can offer me a, offer me a plausible point mm. at the same time respecting what. My point is, as long as I can back it up. I mean, if someone says to me, you're wrong, here's why. 
Okay. And, it, and they can do it in a way that they're not going, die, ah, you're stupid. You know, and they follow yeah. it up with that. I mean, I, I went back and forth with Barback Bill, but it didn't get – it didn't get – You uh, get to the point where uh, fuck yous were exchanged. No, yeah. I, I don't have a reason to do that. And I he mean, wants to come on the show. He actually asked. So, well, uh, Bill, if you want to come out to J-Town, because we ain't coming out there. <laughs> Bill, you can't come on the show because <laughs> – this is where I this is where I assert power and just let my point get across and yours is stuck in your mind. <laughs> it's just stuck in the ether. Get an internet show. Write it on your, here. Write it down on your on your uh, manifesto and then start mailing bombs to people. Okay, that's one way to do it, man. Um, yeah, it, it just rubbed me the wrong way. I, just, I here we got to a second point of conversation. Okay. Um, I'll ask you and. Because he was going off about the government. Of course. He, I was like, you almost sound like an anarchist because you don't like the government so much. I mean, what are you going to do about the government? You don't want people making up rules. You don't want some general oligarchy coming after you. I get that. You know, you don't want the government to overextend its reach. I'm mm. like, do you trust the government? He goes, fuck no. I don't trust the government. I'm like, you don't trust the government in any situation. He goes, fuck no. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Uh, do you believe the government should be here? To establish uh, the well-being and safety of the American people. In other words, you know, if there's an enemy of the United States, we should have troops. We should defend our country, blah, blah, blah. Mm. You believe the government should be responsible for that, and you trust the government in those situations. Well, yeah. (laughs) All right. We were talking about vaccinations, and this came up again. I'm like, so do you trust the government to say, listen, there's this fucking mega bug that's literally killing people by the thousands Mm -hmm. we recommend you get this vaccination fuck no government shouldn't tell me what i can and can't take i'm like so you trust the government to fight your battles for you as long as there's bullets and bombs but when it comes to the minute you shouldn't be told what to do because both issues are a safety issue when at least i think so and so I'm like, so how can you justify you hate and you don't trust the government when it comes to something like a vaccination but when it comes to something like war you're fucking all in and that's where the disconnect happened between me and him because they're yeah it, it, well you were trying you were trying to speak logically to someone who was functioning purely on emotion and beer and hadn't thought and beer, of, and, beer. and you but probably he would have been a better arguer if but he, he hadn't have the thought beer. out his so, his logic nice guy believe he let, it or not he let emotion dictate his stance mm. without actually thinking it through so he just voices his opinion and then tries to chase down the reasoning after. <laughs> I think alcohol did cloud the judgment a little bit. But I, when it comes to situations like this, I mean, I think every person in the States, United, United States, has to kind of trust their government somewhat. You can't fucking be, um, you know. You cannot trust it, I guess. I, not not thinking the government has ulterior motives. I mean, I think the government usually yeah. has an ulterior motive for a lot of things. I do, too. But – it doesn't mean I'm completely against everything they do. That's what I'm thinking. We're not in Argentina. We're not in Russia. This isn't Russia. Is this Russia? <laughs> this isn't Russia. I use that line three times this week, too. <laughs> it's a great, it's a great line. This isn't Russia. Russia. But seriously, man. I mean, with the Lumberyard? I just... three of them, man. <laughs> Episode 41. Go watch it. <laughs> Why do you remember these numbers? I edit all these shows, man. It takes forever. I hear more of our shows than probably all the listeners combined, so... Yeah, that's what pissed me off at the bar this week. Nothing yeah, crazy. Right. You know. This has been What Pissed Nick Off. <laughs> I like these topics. Where so, everyone knows your name. I had one for you. I got one for you. Oh, let's go yours first. Okay. Phone down. 
because you never uh, yeah. usually bring one for This was the tweet <laughs> that led to this article. Okay? Here's the tweet. Oh, who was the tweeter? Or was it just a random? I, I just somebody on the plane. Okay. Insane. Our BA, that's British Airways, flight to Dubai, returned back to this. Heathrow because of a smelly poo <laughs> in the toilet. 15 hours till our next flight. The, the, the headline is, an airline passenger took a crap so foul they had to land the plane. Uh, now, here's my question to you. Did Jonah really not... start flying bitter stairways? <laughs> <laughs> if you twist one... <laughs> That makes the plane land. <laughs> Are you A, embarrassed, or B, proud as fuck? I own it, man. I tag. Dude, if the plane couldn't handle your shit. Are you worried? Literally and figured. Are you worried <laughs> that ISIS and Al-Qaeda will now start eating a lot of Indian food and then flying <laughs> and holding it in? It is so fucking funny, man. I don't you, you know what I'm just thinking? One, I think you got to be proud of it. But two, go see a doctor <laughs> when you get home. <laughs> I would uh I would I would probably fucking stand up and be like, "That was me. It's my fault, guys. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm the one that destroyed the shitter." <laughs> you get a special badge every time you try to get on a plane after that. Luke, <laughs> did you go to the bathroom? <laughs> Oh, sorry. Hold on. Hold the plane. I think Hold it's classic. I read that. I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. I hope that's not a fake story. I, I don't know. Real. I hope it's real. I didn't really read the article. I didn't really care to. It just made me laugh. Jerry and I posted. Bruckheimer needs to I'm a movie sure, about that. I'm sure there will be some dickhead that will be like, Luke, this was uh, such and such, and correct it in Snopes. And... Wait, don't, don't tell us. Just let's let it be. If it's fake, just let it I be. Don't, you, people, I get so annoyed by the people that that correct everything. It pisses me off. I'm, I'm like, one of those shut people. the fuck up. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> All right. Well, we had a guy. Me and uh, Ken, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Ken, we're talking on the side about. Remember that? Do you remember that video? It was like a uh, infrared video, and it looked like the guy was having sex with an animal, and they were saying it was an Al Qaeda member that was having sex with a donkey. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's, me and Ken, one of us posted it, and we were just laughing, making all kinds of comments back and forth on it. And we had a guy that jumped on and tried to correct us. And we're like... I remember this. And we messaged to each other, like, what the... F- just shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> like, you know, we're like, why does he have to fuck... So we just kept going, and the dude got actually... Like, you could see the desperation. Like, guys, didn't you read me? It's not real. And we're like, we don't care. We're enjoying it. Why do you have to ruin it? Why are you such a fucking downer? Womp, womp, womp. It's not. It's not like we're doing irresponsible journalism, and it's going to bring down Western no. society. We're making freaking jokes about a video of a looks like a guy having sex with an animal. It's funny to think of a terrorist having sex with a goat. Yeah, think about it. It's funny, but he just he couldn't he couldn't let it go. There's always the Snopesers that's got to go. This was Ron Snopes, Debbie, <laughs> Debbie Downer. Yeah. Womp, womp, womp. yeah, let me ruin your life. I like that article. Thank you. You're welcome, buddy. <laughs> what do you got for me? All right. Well, everyone's familiar with the uh, this week. The big story was a police officer at a pool party. Yeah. See this? And yeah. he wrestles this girl to the ground. She's like 14, 15 years old, wearing a swimsuit. So the big deal of the story was uh, cops bust up a party because some parents are complaining it's loud or something like that. Okay. 
uh, all these kids are in swimsuits and they're running. Some kids run away from the cops. So instantly the cops are suspicious and they chase after the kids. And one guy was probably a little wound too tightly, <laughs> little little too tightly, and he starts putting kids aside. He's like, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. One of the kids did not comply very mm-hmm. quickly. And it's this, like, 14-, 15-year-old black girl in a swimsuit. Mm-hmm. She was kind of mouthing off to him. Mm-hmm. And then he puts the reins on her real mm-hmm. quick. He chucks her to the ground. And yeah. like, oh, dude, come on. You know, like, you're three times the size of this. She was tiny. Yeah. Um, basically puts uh, the old, was it his knee or his elbow to her back. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, come on. Which you, is pretty standard. Keep know. somebody on the ground. I, 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 I don't disagree with this, the yeah. tactics there, but it's probably, you know. Overkill. Obviously, she doesn't have a weapon. Yeah. She's sitting there in a bra and, or a swimsuit. So, yeah. This is what. The guy got fired. The guy got fired. No, he resigned. Uh, he pulled out his weapon, yeah. and another cop is like, hey, dude, <laughs> put the fucking gun away. That's yeah. unnecessary. Overkill again. So he resigns. That story made a lot of news. Mm-hmm. This story did not, the one I'm about to tell you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I don't know how I feel about it. I really don't. It's it's kind of making me go both ways in the situation because you hear both sides of the story. Mm-hmm. You go, hey, both ways. go both ways. All right. And chick is very hot, too, which does help uh, the story. Let me see. Um, this girl right here. Okay. She's very hot, too. Yeah, she's, this one right here? Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of bikini pics and everything, too. So you just like young girls in bikinis? Oh, who doesn't? <laughs> Even no, matter, <laughs> no matter what they look like. All right. This is from a website called Jezebel.com, and the name of the article, if you ever want to look it up, is how it feels when the media declares your teen daughter a whiny slut. Okay? Okay. So I'll give you the gist of it. And the reason I know about the story in the first place is because one of the musicians that plays at the bar, this is her friend. This oh. is her, the mom is her friend, and this is her daughter. Okay. And she was basically saying, this is why you shouldn't listen to the media, blah, blah, blah. And okay. I, I don't know if I agree with her at all. Okay. <sighs> Last year, a 17-year-old New Yorker, Winifred Bojean Alpert, was arrested and detained for 18 hours for telling friends and other teens at a party – when the cops busted this underage party where mm-hmm. drinking was going on, mm-hmm. to not show the cops their IDs. They don't have to do that. So basically, she was a lawyer at this time, self-implied lawyer. Okay. And she's going up to these people at the party. Don't, don't give them your ID. You don't have to do it. So the cops basically say, hey, listen, you know, you're kind of uh, obstructing us right now from doing mm-hmm. what we need to do. They get her ID, and they get her purse, okay? Mm-hmm. She, apparently, she got a fake in her purse. Okay. And bottles uh, bottles of uh, alcohol, empty alcohol in her purse. she underage? Oh, she was like 17 or 18. Okay, illegal. Okay. Those are the facts that you hear. So they detain her, and they put her in lockup. Mm-hmm. At the, well, I, not, not like county or anything, but it's like the local drunk tank, I imagine, where mm-hmm. there was guys in there, like, you know, actual guys that were drunk or something like that, and they were mm-hmm. in the same lockup in 18 hours. So she's... Saying she got emotional damage and trauma and stuff like this. Okay. So far, that portion of the story makes me thinking, I I think this is fine. It's Yeah, she did something wrong. She's mm-hmm. at a party, underage drinking. Everyone knows what's going on. Her mom is a lawyer. And she was leading the charge to resist the Leading police. the charge. Reading, leading the charge. Okay. 100%. So her mom is a big-time lawyer. Okay. <laughs> mom goes, uh, and they're suing the police station right now for $2 million. Mm. Two million bucks. Mm-hmm. And the gist of it is she feels that she was detained illegally. Not true. Uh, 
the the circumstances of the fake ID and all this other stuff uh, was inconsequential to why why was she ever searched? All right, they apparently had no right to search her according to the lawyer. Blah blah blah, and they had probable cause. She was not drunk or something like that, so there was no intoxication. They had probable cause. Her. I don't disagree with you. So they're going after her for $2 million. But here's the twist, the media, mm. okay? The media is portraying it uh, definitely on the side of the police officers, which I believe the police officers are on the right. Mm-hmm. However, this girl's a big uh, Facebook person, so she puts up a lot of images on social media and stuff like that, okay. of her in her bikini and partying with friends and stuff like that. Okay. So every image of her that's going online is basically this, you know, Vogue model. And okay. so they basically labeled her a whiny white girl, whiny bitch that is just trying to have mommy save the day because mm. she did something wrong and she obviously got caught up. Okay. So now I don't know how to feel because, yeah, if you read the articles and you see the way she was mm. portrayed. She's Are they really articles? Negative. Are they actual news yeah, one, sources. So it's uh, like New York Post and stuff like that. Okay. Because yeah, so. I, I want to get past like the blogs and those ridiculous yeah, websites that have these, these actual actual articles, untrained so. writers that just oh I'm going to write for this website. Trained writers because the girl has also appeared in a lot of uh, professional stage shows uh, at her age, mm. and one of them's like called Slut the Musical and all these other things. So she's she's uh, vagina uh, vagina monologues. She's in okay. a portrayal of that. So again. Since she does all these things with... Let me see this chick again. All right. Hold on. I... <laughs> Go for the threesome. <laughs> Go for the threesome. Um, here, here. I can see her right there. Those are not the best pictures. She looks but... like she's about 12. Yeah, 17-year-old. I think there's like... So she should be... Uh... It's. I, I don't know, dude. I don't know how well, to I feel about the whole story. Here's Here's the thing. How should I feel, Dr. Luke? <laughs> Is this Dr. Luke? No. Do I have to the girl sounds like a spoiled little fucking know-it-all brat. <laughs> and here's why. And that's what this it sounds like all to me. She, he, I would almost guarantee that the mom knew she drinks, knows she drinks, says it's okay, okay? Because she's cool. Because Okay, and says that if the police ever come. She didn't come up with this on her own. Her mother told her. Well, her mother. You don't have to show your ID. Just, just to give you the the background, and if you read this article, the Jezebel article, they basically state the facts. Like some stuff was already thrown out because she proved otherwise. Like this is this is not true that the cops couldn't do this. And they uh, they shouldn't have done this. They shouldn't have done this. What? So here's here's some here. things are getting thrown out. So at what point, as a mother, what's the girl's name? Oh God, slut. Uh, What's the girl's name? Slut. All right. Um, Winifred Bojean Alpert. Okay. Mrs. Alpert. Or Or Mrs. Bojean, I believe it is. Yeah. Whatever. Divorcee, I think. Whatever works for you. Winifred's (laughs) mom. Start being a mother and not a lawyer. Your daughter was boozing at 17 at a fucking party that got busted. And the police came. Teach your daughter to respect the police. Teach your daughter 
to not drink and think it's okay. You are letting her know that the fact that they went in her purse is more important than the fact that she's got empty booze bottles in her purse at 17. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that 17-year-olds don't drink, and I'm not saying it's a huge deal. But teach your fucking daughter a lesson. Because right now, the only thing you're telling her is it's okay what you were doing, and let's let's see if we can fucking cripple the fucking police by taking money. Yeah. I, you know, I, Grow I, I agree the with fuck it. up. Think about when you were 17 at parties. I don't know how much you boozed up with your buddies or anything like that. Not but, much. But, I mean, when I go back to when I was that age, everything I, everything I was doing I knew was illegal. I didn't think it was wrong. If I but was, I knew it was illegal. I was like, if this party gets busted, I am screwed. If I was at a party... And the cops came, and I wasn't even drinking, and they arrested me. Mm-hmm. Or brought, even brought me home in a cop car. I would have been in trouble. Oh God! If I got if if a cop searched me and found a fake ID and empty booze bottles, if the cop searched me illegally, my dad would have kicked the fuck out of me. Okay, <laughs> there would have been no policeman was wrong. The policeman was wrong. The cop, my dad would have been like, what the fuck were you doing at a party at a party drinking? Are you stupid? You're not of it. Where'd you get that fake ID? Who'd you get that from? I don't want you hanging out with this person, this person. You're grounded. At no point would have he been like, oh, honey, let's sue the police. Yeah. And see, so that's the she thing. She needs to be a mother. There's, She's not a mother. There, She's a freaking buddy. She probably drinks with her kids. There's the two differences. And yeah, I made that assumption. Stories. I have no proof or anything yeah, yeah. that would. But you know what? I don't have to because we can blog. We can do this. <laughs> but see, the correlation between the two stories. Let's look at what I think is overreach. The guy throwing the girl to the ground and everything. He, he resigned. It's it's going to be a dead story very soon. All right, but. Again, the guy overstepped his bounds. That police officer probably went too far. Uh, most people would probably assume that. In this situation, I don't think the police officers went far, and these guys are getting sued for $2 million bucks. They're but, never going to get $2 million. Well, what if they get something? They get a hundred grand. They get some sort of s- settlement. How ridiculous is that? It's, it's all ridiculous. Underage Dude, drinking. And even the cop. As harmless as it go is. Back, go back it's to illegal. The, the cop reacting that way. How's the cop? This, you're talking about a human being. Mm-hmm. And we put these, you know, we rip these cops, but then they're supposed to perform See, on being some pro elite. Right now. They're supposed to perform on some elite pedestal. Yeah. Okay. There's a mouthy kid that won't listen to the cop. I don't know what she was saying to him, but probably pushed the cops' buttons. You know, and he he, he overreacted. We agree well, on that because her mom's a lawyer. What she is, started throwing out her apparently no, not, her degree. Not that girl. Yeah. The girl, the little girl that was mouthing oh, off to him. Yeah. I saw the video. I didn't hear the sound, but you see her just barking at him. Yeah, she was saying like, "Don't." Mess with my friends. Come on, they didn't do anything. That that kind of mouth. Okay, off. So, so maybe she didn't go that extreme. I just when you said mouth and off, I thought she was. <laughs> well, you can clearly see she's like, hey, don't do this, you know. Yeah, and and he's like, all right, I've had enough of you. And <laughs> so how I, you know, that's why I don't mouth off the police situation. officers. I don't yeah, want a knee just, in the back. I mean, this girl should have kept her mouth shut. You know, instead of thinking she was a lawyer, but <sighs> one, don't carry the booze in your purse. Hide your fake ID. Be smart when the cops come. Can I tell you a fun story? Depends. Fun story involving uh, a situation. Okay. I actually told this to uh, Agent Mouse the other day because we were talking about uh, parties that you knew you had to get out as quickly as possible. You might have one or two of these in your life. you got to have an exit plan. Yeah. Okay. 
<laughs> so the first thing I said to her, she said she got invited to a, a beach house party or lake house party. And I was like, so who was there? She goes, oh, there's like 15, 18 people there. I'm like, what was your exit strategy? That was the first thing I asked her. It, it, she's like, what? I'm like, it's like an airplane, man. You have to look for the exits. You have to make sure you can get out because there was a lot of underage drinking. And yeah. if it gets busted up, you have to know where you're going, you know. Yeah. And I was like, case in point. I was with two friends of mine at um, <clears throat> uh, a condo party. And it was like a 10-story building. And we get invited to this condo party because of a friend of a friend. I didn't know anybody at this party with the exception of the two people I went with. So I get up there, and it's a great big party. There's probably at least 100 people in this condo, and there's maybe 1,000 square feet to it. So it looked really cool. It looked like you know, a traditional movie party. I'm like, wow, this is cool walking through this. On a table not too dissimilar from what we're sitting at, very tiny. It's probably like six feet mm-hmm. near, next to the kitchen. I look to the right. And these two guys are sitting there with line after line of cocaine. Mm-hmm. And they're just doing blow over and over. And I was like, Jesus Christ. And there was a bag sitting next to him. And I don't know street value. <laughs> I'm just going to say it was probably worth a thousand plus, you know, just judging by the amount of it. Was it was a large bag. It was a large bag of cocaine. It wasn't mm-hmm. like a nickel bag of weed or anything. Mm-hmm. It was like, and these guys were doing it like it was like it was the most casual thing. Mm-hmm. Ever. The second I saw that, I, dude, the warning signs went off in my brain. I'm like, okay, I didn't even have a beer yet, and I'm terrified to be at this party, yeah. you know, because I don't care if I'm not doing it. I don't care if I don't have any alcohol in my system. I know if this party gets busted, I'm screwed. I'm going to jail, probably, mm-hmm. you know. So there is actually a TV going on, and this is back before flat screens. This is like the year. 2001, 2002. So th- these guys had like a big 40 inch tube TV mm-hmm. sitting in this little cubby hole. And they had a feed to the downstairs camera so you could see if your guests were coming in. If like you turn to channel two, you could see, you know, the camera okay. down at the basement. And I'm sitting next to these guys, they're on the couch, and I grab a beer and I'm really uncomfortable. And I see on the camera these cops start walking in. And I was like, is that is that the basement? And I see a guy, and he looks at the camera, and I shit you not, Luke, he doesn't say anything to me. He stands up, jumps over the couch, and walks out the door. I'm like, I'm going to do what that guy does. (laughs) (laughs) And I I hit my buddy's shoulder. I'm like, dude, there are cops in the basement right now. He's like, they're coming into the building. I'm pretty sure they're coming up here. Yeah. And he's like, all right, let's go. It was me and my buddy and, and his girlfriend at the time, and... We go down the stairs next to the elevator. Mm-hmm. We don't take the elevator. We go down the stairs. We get to the parking lot of this condo. Mm-hmm. Four squads are in front, all lights on. They're bringing kids out from the party in handcuffs. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking to myself, wow, like the red flag was right. Sometimes you got to just know where you're at. But case in point, if I would have got caught at that party, regardless of my excuse of not doing anything, mm-hmm. I know I'm screwed. I shouldn't mm-hmm. have been there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That was illegal all day. Yeah. So 17-year-old wants to lawyer up, sue a cop for $2 million. Boo to you. Boo to you, Your mom man. needs to be a parent. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you my story. If I would have got caught at that party, my parents would have just killed me. Yeah. What are you doing at a party Why with blow? Why the wouldn't you just leave? You yeah. stayed and had a Are you beer. That stupid. You stayed. You saw and that had they a... had drugs, and, and you I stayed. stayed and had a beer. Yeah, you know, like well, you know. <laughs> um, 
Makes a good story down the road, so. Ken and I were in college. We, mm. uh, we were like 19. Guy that was a year behind us in school had a big party. So we decided with nothing going on in school, we drove up to go to the party. Mm-hmm. Um, in Frankfurt, we go to this party, huge blowout, and he has woods behind his house. It rained, and it was muddy, and everyone's tearing it up, having a good time. Cops come. Mm. Like 30 of us run into the woods. <laughs> okay. Always safe, Luke. Yeah. So I'm standing in the woods. It's completely dark. Oh, my God. And we can see the yard, you know. And the cops. And one cop walks up to the woods and goes. And I was standing with this girl. I don't remember what girl, but I remember we were standing there like next to each other. And she's like, what should we do? And I'm like, just relax. I'm like, you can't. Then We're not going to get in more trouble for being in the woods. Mm-hmm. You know. The cop yells into the woods. People in the woods. If you come out now, you won't get in trouble. <laughs> And Liar! Then, I don't know who it was. Somebody yelled back, if we stay in here, we won't get in trouble. <laughs> and then you hear you hear chuckles from the woods, you know? Everybody's like, <laughs> the cops stood there about probably 10 seconds just staring at the woods. He's got a flashlight. Just probably debating in his mind, do I want to go into the muddy fuck? Because it was yeah. muddy as shit. It had rained a lot. <laughs> he just turned around and walked back to the house. Probably there about a half hour, and then the cops left, and we all came out of the woods. Um, that's it. That was the story. It was just it was funny as hell. If we stay in here, that's, we won't get in trouble. That's great. You add that to a show down the road. That's an awesome line. Um, it's Dr. Luke time. All right. there, was, there, was, there was one question that we had this week, Dr. Luke. Okay. Is it uh, a major month? It is not. not. She seems to be the Dr. Luke. No, no, this, this, this comes from a, a young gentleman. Um, and speaking of, just a follow-up uh, with uh, Rodney and Adam's questionnaire of uh, whether or not Agent Mouse is doing a show. She uh, may be oh, doing they a show. They, well, they, they, actually were dis- they were discussing uh, if because there was this possibility. Like They were talking about it, and I might have said something on a prior episode that she was going to do her own show based on uh, collegiate life. Okay, but uh, when you think about it, it's interesting to me because I'm literally, oh God, ten plus years removed from college. So I don't know, younger generation. It always Let's fascinates have her on me. On our show, and we'll give her a little segment. She can college life, <laughs> college life. But yeah, maybe down the road, we don't know. We'll we'll see. You know, there's, there's no guarantees. But uh, what was I talking? About? Oh, the guy, the gentleman. Uh, <laughs> and maybe you'll like this, Doctor Luke. Uh, okay. Dr. Luke, I'm 20 years old. What is Dr. Luke exactly? Huh? What is Dr. Luke? Oh, yeah. Dr. Luke is a segment. Or <laughs> <laughs> I ask Dr. Luke sex and relationship advice questions that I find on the internet. If you'd like to write into Dr. Luke, go to You're Gonna, yeah, you're gonna Get a Disease's Facebook page and ask your questions there. And we'd be more than happy to answer them on the air. Uh, but this question comes from a 20-year-old gentleman, anonymous. Dr. Luke... I am a 20-year-old virgin. Not for lack of trying. Dr. Luke, okay. when do I cash in my chips and get a prostitute? I am asking because I am desperate to have sex. Now. <laughs> this has been Dr. Luke. <laughs> you want to extrapolate on that? No? 
Um, I say no. Are you that desperate? I, I say no. Don't right, don't get it, here's champ. A, here's the deal. He flat out asks, should I get a hooker? Are you ugly? Are you out of shape? Are you? Are there things that you can do to improve yourself physically and personality-wise? There's a reason. I mean, you're 20, man. Everybody's fucking. That's what we do at 20. I think it's it's kind of sad though because I know, like when I when I think back to high school, mm-hmm. when I you know still had the V card going strong, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was seeing guys left and right. Sure. Uh, well, having yeah. sex. You want to you want to have sex, and, and, and some so... guys get it earlier than other guys. But I'm all right. You let's let's throw the hooker thing out the window. Yeah, I don't, I don't, think, I don't think it's a positive. Let's thing. get you, buddy. Let's get you laid the regular way. Yeah. Um, go the regular route, champ. Look at yourself. Do you need to go to the gym? Because you need to attract a girl. A girl has to want to bang you. Yeah. Are you obnoxious? Are you self-involved? I'm nodding Are my you... head. <laughs> Nobody can see it. <laughs> but it's you, you, you need self-improvement. There's a reason you're not getting laid. I think there's a, at one point you have to tell yourself. You, you've probably gone through your whole head. It's not me. It's them. Yeah, it's, mentality. It's either everyone else or it's you. It, it's it's most likely there's something that you're doing that detracts women. Yeah. At what it, point do you fail? I mean, there was a point where I probably, as a younger gentleman, I attached almost too much emotion to. Like, I would be like, "Oh, this girl's gonna be my girlfriend," and she'd mm. be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, we're just fucking," you know. <laughs> and instead of me just going with it and having a good time, I would think I'm going to get a girlfriend, you know? Yeah. And I would lose. So I figured out at some point, I'm like, dude, just go with the flow. You know, if they want to, if they want to make it this, then you make it this. If they want to make it something more then make it, some, you know, if you want to be with her. So what are you doing, buddy? Cause everybody's fucking at 20. Yeah. It's, it's pretty universal. Yeah, at 20. You shouldn't get a hooker. That's no, one. If you're at 40, get a hooker. <laughs> It's one thing. I'm talking to one person specifically. <laughs> Get a hooker. It, it, it's it's definitely one thing if you're got some sort of uh, religious conviction and you're just you know being monogamous and you want to wait to marriage for the right. Well, girl. he's not that's, asking the that, question. Yeah, that's then. honorable. That's, I've that's chosen honor- to be a virgin, yeah, and yeah. that's your that's your thing, man. This sounds like somebody that wants is, to have sex and can't is blaming the world. For your woes, and I don't even know yeah. he hasn't blamed the world. He just said, "I, you know, I mean, I, I Man. haven't had sex. At what point do I get a hooker?" Good point. And I, I say, you didn't, yeah, you weren't blaming the world. I take it back. Look so. at yourself internally. There's something you're doing wrong. Yeah, there's something that's not attracting them. You know, are is your hair jacked up? Are you fat? Do you dress like a tool? Um, do you act like a tool? <laughs> if any of our female listeners want to sleep with this gentleman. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm happy to post it on the. Uh, the I would like phone. to know. All right, here's a question to our female listeners: mm. What first attracts you? And don't say his eyes. No, I want to know when you see someone, or or better yet, what's going to be a turnoff? If he dresses like a douche, is he loud and obnoxious? What turns you off? If you see somebody, if there's an initial attraction, whether it be by personality, what physically then might turn you off? Or if it's physical attraction, what in their personality might turn you off? I can tell you what my wife said to me about what first caught her eye with me. And it wasn't looks. I'm not exactly the most sparkling individual in the looks department. I I take what I get. It's awesome. But she said it was the way I interacted with other people. She said the way, like, um, you command an audience. 
And I was like, well, that's actually a really nice thing to say. She goes, that is what makes you attractive. Okay. And I was like, wow, thank you. It sounded really hotter from her. And I'm curious. <laughs> and I'm curious from her point of view, what say, say you commanded the room or whatever. Yeah. And say she, but then looked at you. And she said you were funny. You were funny. You off. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's great. What, what could have turned her off? I mean, what would have been the killer? I mean, you might not even have known it. She might've looked and said, well, I love the way that guy commands the room. And then she walks up and talks to you and you, we're like, hey, how are you? Can I, can I talk to you? Can I Sorry, I need to go to the bathroom. I have an erection. You have a making cleavage. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm curious, what is the what are the deal breakers? I'd imagine if you get, you get uh, the sentiment of some sort of, uh, I, th- I usually think it's like personal hygiene that will turn off a woman more than anything sure. else. I think that's usually the You walk up and the, the guy kicker. smells. Oh, God. The guy's got, you know, greasy face and greasy hair. Ugh, turning me off right so, now. So, yes, listener, look inside yourself. Look inside your soul. All right, All right man. I got nothing else for Dr. Luke this week because uh, I imagine you got to be going soon. But uh, I didn't really have a, a Jonah story that I could uh, expound upon. We've got a couple little tidbit stories, but it's funny you brought, brought Martin Lawrence uh, <laughs> because a little-known Jonah fact, not so much a story. If you guys would like to see Jonah in any other medium besides, of course, podcasting, you can rent the movie classic starring Martin Lawrence called Black Knight. Oh, God. Jamal's life was going nowhere. And this is like some Three Mile Island Exxon Valdez. Until fate. That's got to be worth a lot of money. Decided to put his future in the past. Oh, ah! What day is it? It is the year of our Lord 1328. Ah, no. He's living in the Middle Ages. Who be ye? Who be I? Did you put your hand on me one more again? I'll be stomping your... And getting the lay of the land. Y'all really know how to make a brother feel welcome? From Regency Enterprises. What's up, homie? Sir Skywalker. Woo, woo, woo. What's up? Hey, what's up there? <laughs> He's French. Yeah! Silence! I gotta go! But you cannot! I'm here to help you return the kingdom to our deposed queen. Slaughter them! Say what? This fall. You on a thong. A what? Being noble. He's a royal pain. And let me introduce you to my little friend. You kick the beat, man. I need you to kick it like a white boy ain't never kicked it. Martin Lawrence is. (laughs) The Black Knight. You have no business with the king's daughter. Trust me, somebody got to that flower long before I did. You need to know. The daughter's a freak. <laughs> it's a story where a young Martin Lawrence gets put back in time, and he says black quips to a lot of people in medieval times. It's pretty <laughs> What? <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Fish out of water story. Jonah is actually one of the soldiers in the in yeah. the in Played the show. A swordsman. Uh, how, much, how much screen time did he get? I don't know. I never saw the movie. 
Uh, I even I won't watch a Martin Lawrence movie to see Jonah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, he called me. He's like, because they had done the sword training. They did the uh, R and D sword training. What was that play? Uh, Fair Maid of the West. Fair Maid of which the West. I was in. Louis, yeah. And the guy who trained them uh, it was one of the stunt coordinators on this. Yep. And it, and Jonah had. I was living in L.A. at the time and was working on films. And Jonah called me and he said, "Do you have any advice?" I'm going to be, you know, working on this movie. And I said, yeah. I said, treat the crew well. I will treat you well. And he, the funny thing he said about that whole thing was that uh, he, you know, he took my advice. He treated, and he said they took care of me and they, you know, they were really cool to me. And, um, and Martin Lawrence was not very nice to the crew. Yeah, that's what I heard. And they pretty much did nothing extra for him. They went out of their way to just ignore him and, uh, he had a big celebrity ego, from what I heard, but he was also on a lot of cocaine back then too. He had a serious drug addiction. So, what are you gonna do, celebrities? Uh, you're gonna be a <laughs> drug, drug addict, not funny black guy that somehow gets famous. <laughs> <laughs> you should have picked Luke Martin. What are you thinking? No, uh, I'm. Yeah, I probably wouldn't have got laughs either because yeah. they wouldn't have laughed because I'm white. They would have been like, "What the hell is this white boy?" Get out of there, cue ball. But you didn't have a bald head then. Um, yeah, so go go rent Black Knight. That's your yeah. homework this week. See if you can find Jonah. There's yeah. a picture of him. Uh, it's actually a video of yeah, him. Yeah, so- Jonah. <laughs> and yeah, that's that's our Jonah story uh, this week. Nothing a little expect. bit of a uh, pat on the back to the Providence Catholic High School baseball team for winning their second straight state title. Congratulations! Yesterday, yeah. uh, first time in 47 years that someone has repeated as a baseball state wow. champion. Really? In Illinois. Um, so kudos. kudos to them and uh, Coach Mark Smith, who was um, I went to high school with. Nice. And uh, nice guy, very quiet guy, and just uh, kudos to them. And uh, How about, how about go one, one quick thumbs up to the Chicago Blackhawks, too? How about that? One went away. One went away. So, I mean, hey, did you see what they did at the Cub game? No. Cubs were playing Cincinnati. They got a rain delay in the fifth. I they did put, see that. That was Hawks, awesome. They put the Hawks game on the Jumbotron, and literally the Hawk game ended, and then the Cubs game started up again. And it's then like the a two-and-a-half-hour delay, right? Yeah, and then the Cubs won. That's fantastic, dude. That, that's the moments like that in Chicago. They're just sweet. So. They had actually planned that um, a couple weeks ago. Um, they had planned on showing the game after the Cubs game, mm. um, like the third period, um, but the Cubs got rained out. Uh, um, but that was I heard that and I was like you know, I was at work and I was kind of following on my phone because I had the Cubs game on and then I changed it to uh, the Hawks game and a lot of people think these sports teams are combined in some way just because they have the banner Chicago in front they are not <laughs> no. they don't have to do anything like that as a matter of fact the marketing guy for the Blackhawks used to work for the Cubs but he left the Cubs to work for the Hawks and turn them around just smart smart to do something like that it brings the whole city together so hey you know what regardless of what happens man our team is played it's fucking hard out so good luck to you guys hopefully you one win. went away one went away third cup <laughs> for the press next episode six you know years <laughs> yeah all right well uh listen to all the shows on the disease network uh something gate um that just happened the vag dialogues das drunks and of course you're gonna get a disease i got a radio voice it's awesome you got anything else bud uh no all right man for luke this is nick go get a disease everybody my and bro man what's up man bro man need love too <laughs>